Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Over there, not in Tennessee, was once in Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee. Well, I'll be picking his brain a little bit about that. Alex Ray of Supercross Live. Alex, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm not. I'm not in Tennessee anymore. I'm in. I'm in uh, beautiful, kind of, kind of sunny California right now. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, man, I, I kind of miss. I, I miss Tennessee a little bit. What do you miss most about it? Um, just the slow pace. Sometimes uh, mm-hmm. it gets a little hectic out here, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the snow. Like I know there was like a cold front that like went over. Yeah, LA it was, it was snowing here yesterday. It, it was crazy. We haven't seen that in years. So it was, it was definitely, definitely something weird. <laughs> Have you ever ridden in the snow? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like growing up in Tennessee, like there's maybe like a couple days there where, where we got to ride in the snow a little bit. Mm. Uh, I've ridden up North a lot, like just everywhere around the world. I've ridden in the snow a little bit. Yeah. Is it easier or harder to ride in the snow? Oh, it's harder. It's definitely harder. Huh. Why? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Let's see, I mean, like we're on tires, right? You know, mm. and uh, and sometimes the ground can be frozen and you not know it. And mm. uh, and then, yeah, your bike can slide out from under you and hit the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What's yeah. your what's your preferred? Like you can have your ideal conditions, obviously not in a dome for any race or anything like that, but you have your ideal conditions. What is it for you? Shoot, man. Ideal conditions. I'd rather just be summertime, hot, sweaty, dirty. Just, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's easier, especially like whenever you have a guy like me who's a little bit older in age. I'm mm. 29, which isn't a lot older, but I mean, for mm. our sport, it's pretty old. And, uh, you know, like I've, I've had quite a bit of injuries. So, mm. you know, it keeps the, keeps the joints warm whenever it's nice and hot out. Interesting. Do you know how many injuries you've had in, since you've been racing? It, Do you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, <laughs> you name it, I've broken it mm-hmm. or, you know, I've had it fixed or, or anything. Like I've had... I was counting the other day. I think I've had like 12 surgeries just on both my wrists. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah just, just on my, just on my two hands. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, what's going on with your thumb? How's your thumb right now? Uh, thumb's good. I just got some x-rays yesterday. So, um, uh-huh. I ended up, I ended up breaking my thumb there in Tampa, uh, uh-huh. Tampa Supercross whenever we were there. Um, it was, I, I actually got lucky with, you know, how gnarly the crash was. And mm. then uh, I just came away with some scratches and then, you know, I broke my thumb, which I immediately, you know, messaged the surgeon. I'm like, Hey man, like I needed, I need to get this fixed ASAP. So mm. I got in for surgery uh, within like two days and then uh, they fixed me up and I had an x-ray like yesterday, like I said, and mm. uh, everything's pretty much healed. So I'm excited. I'm like two weeks out from surgery and everything's already ready to go. So uh, I'm just dealing with a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say like palm bruising. Hmm. So like once that little bit goes away, I think I'm going to try and get a little bit of riding done over the weekend. Have you been on the bike since or no? I have not. No, um, not since. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe, uh, Saturday, like either hmm. like tomorrow or Saturday, maybe getting on the bike a little bit and, uh, and doing a little bit of like putting around and just easy stuff. Could you do, do you think you could do it? Could you ride your bike with a, like a cast on your, on your thumb? Could you do it? Yeah, I mean, I've I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I've done it a few times. You can like you can modify them a little bit with, uh, mm. you know, with some you know vice grips or something. You can cut it out or cut your palm <laughs> out. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Interesting. So, 
when you're in it like because obviously with the crash like i'm always curious because i was talking to kate about this last week where when you're in the moment like that like how quickly like does it just it all happens you're like oh uh, the the crash is happening do you see it coming like do you what what's going through your mind in those like few seconds as everything's happening you know like it everything usually happens so fast but whenever you're in the air it feels like oh man like this yeah. is, this is gonna suck <laughs> you know <laughs> um this is this is not gonna feel good this is gonna yeah. suck like what did I do wrong? Um, like so many things like going through your mind before you hit the ground. Once you hit the ground, you're just like, ah, like everything, <laughs> everything, everything's everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But like before that, you're just like, oh man, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. What do you like? What on normal, like during the race, what are you thinking about? Generally speaking, is your mind just, do you wipe it? And it just, you don't think about anything until you're done. Like how does, how no, do, where, it, where's your mind go? No, I mean the mind, it, it's crazy. Like uh, in a race situation, um, it's always like, you know, if you get a bad start, get to the front. Um, like, Hey, I got to make passes. I got to do them quick. Like, I, here's where I got to do them. Um, I got to hit my lines, um, just everything like that. Right. And then, uh, like, it, like if you do get a good start and you're out front you're like, okay, like I need to go, I need to maintain this. I need to, you know, do consistent laps, not make any mistakes and stay here. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes like even at the practice track, your mind can, uh, it's weird. It, it'll get to wonder and you'll, you'll get to think about like, you'll just start daydreaming in the middle of a moto. Mm. Sometimes that's bad and you know, you could end up on your head, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird how the mind works sometimes. I did that when I'm driving. It scares the hell right? out of my wife and people in my car because like, I'll just be like thinking about a podcast or like if I'm today, like I'm taking my daughter to the park. I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to ask Alex this. I'm thinking about this and I'm just like moving down the road. Like I'm going 50, 60 miles an hour and I'm just like not mentally there whatsoever. Yeah. So apologies to the drivers around Knoxville, but that's probably what's going on most of the time. Yeah. Um. Did you know? So do I have this right? Was Is your birthday April 23rd, 1991? Three ninety three. Ninety three. Okay, we're very close to yeah. like I'm April eighteenth ninety one, and oh, I was nice. thinking about it. I was like nineteen ninety one April twenty third. That okay, right there. Yeah, so yeah, we're dude. almost exactly two years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, I'm twenty nine. I'm a veteran on the tour. All these dude, guys yeah, are young. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, this, like I I turned pro in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Two thousand eleven. I think I was like. 16 17 like around there and then yeah just been on the circus ever since you know it's uh it's it's a great sport you know it's a lot of traveling it was a lot of traveling for me like whenever i was younger um mm. you know just cross country and everything you know supercross it's like a it's a big i don't know it, it's such like a world-class sport right and mm. it's it, it's it i don't know it just takes you everywhere and it's it's something that's super freaking cool <laughs> where's your favorite place it's taken you to this point um dirt bikes man uh i would say shoot i mean i've been everywhere it seems like uh great experience let's see i would say australia huh yeah yeah australia um you know there's uh it's like a toronto toronto was a cool city to go to mm. uh whenever the the uh supercross went to toronto mm. um you know just dirt bikes man it just takes you all over how did you do with the flight to Australia? Because I've thought about Australia too, man. And I just look at the flight and I'm like, I don't know if I'm up for it. I don't know if I'm up for that length. <laughs> it's just a lot of movies, man. Like, uh, mm. you know, like most of the most of the chairs on the big airplane, you know, you get a little bit of comfort there. And then, you know, mm. they'll serve you some food and then uh, just a lot of movies. You try to sleep, you know, as much as possible. But I mean, the movies are there, so mm. it's not too bad. Have you, you been able to go to the movies at all? 
this year? Like, are you able to go catch up on new stuff? Like, to get away, is that, like, kind of, like, your spot? You go to the movies to, you know, not think about Supercross for a little bit or no? No, no. Uh, the the getaway for me right now is actually golf. Uh, huh. Big golfer. Big golfer right now. I mean, I'm terrible. I mean, but, I mean, I'm trying to get better. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. Because Cade last week, I don't know if you heard. No, I haven't. But he, I have golfed with him, and he's, uh, he's not any better than I am. <laughs> interesting, because he was open. Like, he was like worst guy on the tour. Like he was like you're, you were the t- you were the worst golfer, and you oh, know me? it. Oh. Yes, Cade said oh, you no, were the worst no golfer. Shot. I've actually gotten better since. So like he went with me uh-huh. probably the first time, the first two times I ever went golfing. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten a lot better since then. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, like I, I remember his game and he golfed his whole life and he, yeah. there's no room for improvement for him. He's just he's just bad. This is an idea. In the off season, we just need to have y'all go at it one on one. Just Dude, we should. I mean, we go at it pretty much every weekend as it is. So like, yeah. I mean, off season, let's just keep it going. Y'all just seem like y'all are the most like free st- like just free thinkers, free just like more the good vibe vets on the tour. Yeah. You like you keep everything yeah. jovial and laid back and stuff. Is that kind of kind of how that y'all work and other people yeah. see you? yeah i mean you know we you know kate and i we're more of like the personalities of the sport right yeah like, you know we're we're like yes we're at the top of the sport but we're, we're not like top five right so like mm. the top five guys they're they're pretty closed off um you know in in public eyes right and mm. uh and everything so we we kind of we're, we're kind of free-spirited right we mm. I mean, we know that there is more to life than just riding motorcycles right like we like yeah. to have a little bit of fun you know outside of riding dirt bikes and it it's uh you know it's i don't know it's just part of it you know we we just uh we like to laugh we like to hang out and freaking you know do stuff outside of motorcycles we don't just live eat breathe motorcycles we have a we have more of a i don't know i don't know what you call it like a uh well-rounded life yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's interesting. Um, well, when you're looking at um, just your races over there, you've been pro since 2011. How have you evolved as a as a racer? Like, what are what have been some changes that you've undergone, maybe just consciously or subconsciously, over the last decade? Oh, so I mean, I've made a lot of changes actually. You know, like the first few years, I was I was in Tennessee. Um, you know, it's not really a, a supercross area right like there's nowhere mm. to train there's nowhere to to ride supercross um you know the weather in the winter time isn't ideal right it's mm. super cold and rainy all the time it rains and, every day here i don't yeah, know why it's crazy mm. um you know and like granted the dirt is amazing where mm. i'm where i'm from on west tennessee um it, it's great it's more of a rockier base over there by you and mm. i think you're at what knoxville right yeah yeah so it's more of a rockier base type stuff over there but where I'm from, like the dirt was amazing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, my first, uh, I think five years I was there in Tennessee and then, uh, I bounced around a little bit, traveled around, um, went to, went to club MX, uh, where Cade, uh, used to, used to train at. And mm. I trained there for like a year and I, I just realized that it just wasn't working for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I made, I, I got, actually got a fill in ride on a, uh, on this like support team, cycle trader, Yamaha. Mm. Um, it was a great team. And and at the end of it, I asked him, I'm like, Hey guys, like, what should I do to improve myself? Like where, Mm. where should I go? Where should I train? What should I do? And they're like, well, 
you know, so-and-so went here, so-and-so went here. But we think that the best thing to do is for you to move from where you are and go to California. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's what I'll do. You know, if that's it, like at that point, I was like, I need to invest in myself. I need to, to change what I'm doing because it's not working. So, yeah, I mean, I took every dime that I had. I, I packed up all my stuff before the last Supercross. Uh, the last Supercross was in Vegas. So I, I flew home, I packed all my stuff, and I drove straight to California. And that was about a little under seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. And I, I mean, I put my head down and I, I invested everything. I started training. I took it serious as possible. Um, yeah, like I hired a trainer and it was just like every day, just boom, 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 boom. Um, because in California, right, like we have, we have really good weather. We mm-hmm. got amazing weather here. Until this we week. Well, I mean, till this week, yes, mm-hmm. but even when it's raining, you can ride here because it doesn't mm-hmm. rain very much. And then there's places that, so like here, if it rains, everyone goes to the hills and rides. And there's mm-hmm. all kinds of tracks out there and everything. So like you don't miss a day of training out here, regardless, you know. So um, I think that was big for me because I mean, whenever wherever I was at club, like yeah, it would rain for like a week straight, and we wouldn't get to train. It would just be all indoors. So yeah. Um, here you don't you don't have that you you don't miss a day of training uh, due to weather or anything like if you miss a day of training here it's just an excuse <laughs> so um, and that's where my uh, my career really turned around whenever I moved here um, you know I, I yeah and and then like now uh, I had a couple rough years like with injuries and stuff mm-hmm. so like I'm sort of on the the back end of it right um, mm-hmm. I've pretty much used up my whole body uh, you know you know, just with crashes and, and everything and, and uh, some injuries that I have that are just uh, not really ideal. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, it's still fun. I'm just trying to, you know, get through it now and, and, and enjoy it and enjoy the things like whenever I go to a new city, maybe maybe I enjoy the city a little bit more versus maybe like just like flying in on Friday and flying out on Sunday morning early and only see the inside of my hotel and the inside of the stadium and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, appreciate those things a little bit more right now. Do you have a game day uh, routine when you're like just your pre-race before you get into it on Saturdays? Do you have something that you follow, a meal you follow, playlist that you always go back to, anything like that? Not really, no. Hmm. I mean, um, no, I know a lot of people do, but uh, not me, man. I just, I just sort of get in the flow of things, um, you know, like... As long as I have like my coffee and a good breakfast in the morning, um, just yeah. I mean, half the time I'm waiting on my fiance to get ready, so I'm just like sitting there and like. I mean, we'll do we'll do our like morning warm ups, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, we'll we'll get on the bicycle, spin it out, and we'll do like our, like some short intervals to you know, to to get the blood flowing, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing nothing too crazy. What's uh? Does she watch your races? Does she is she like yeah. I can't yeah. do it. I don't want to see like. How does it go with with her? It's it's definitely stressful for her. Um, yeah. She likes she likes motorcycles. She likes okay. race or she likes going to the races and mm-hmm. you know I mean she grew up around it. Her family was around it uh, and involved in it too. So uh, yeah, I mean she doesn't mind it. Mm. She likes it. She does get nervous because I mean yeah. I, I've been known to crash my brains out a few times and like she was there in Tampa too and she was just uh-huh. like. <laughs> She's like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's cool. Like, it's just you're resilient. Like, you just keep going through it, and like, you're just Not you're too. good. You're resilient, and I mean, hey, like, eventually it's gonna like the injury luck has to turn around at some point, right? Yeah, let's hope. I mean, hey, I had a good I had a good run there for about four years of mm-hmm. like 
you know, like injury free. Right. Yeah. Um, but before that it was tough. Um, and then now it's like, it's like, I'm, I've been like, just had nagging stuff for like the past yeah. like three years. And it's like, I'm, I'm trying to freaking get on top of it, but it's just, uh, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah. Um, well, when you're looking at, uh, when you come back, what are, what are you thinking? What, uh, what, uh, race do you have circled where you're like, all right, I'm excited to get back and do this one. Yeah. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do Indy. Um, mm. it's going to be, it's going to be pushing it. Right. So I'm going to miss Daytona, but, uh, I'm going to try and go to Indy this week or next week. Mm. Um, no expectations. I'm probably just going to try and just get my groove back going and everything. But I'm thinking like maybe, uh, after that, like Detroit really, really start to pick them off and, and really go for some results. Rick, did you change your diet? Part of your training? Was that something that yeah, really helped yeah. you? So walk me through that. Why, how, uh, why did you work on your diet and how has that helped you as a, as a racer? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was a pretty big, I've always been a big guy, right? Like, yeah my my genetics um like a bigger guy f- say for racing right i'm not mm. like to the average person i may not be like a bigger guy but it's just a frame a bigger frame right? than a woman. Yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah i struggled with that um i knew i wasn't i didn't know what i needed to do that that, mm. that was my thing i didn't have the knowledge uh training wise i didn't have the knowledge nutrition wise until like i got here i got a trainer and and i figured all that out right so mm. um at first it was, it was just like, Hey, like get as lean as possible. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, and like, I mean, it, it was, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how was, you know, my trainer, he was, he was tough on me. I was maybe only eating like 700 calories a day, but I was doing like, like uh, two gym workouts and, and riding on top of that. So like Man. my, my body went into like a pretty gnarly shock and I lost shea, probably like, 30 pounds probably in a span of like two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, he threw me to the wolves. Like we even went and did a, um, a mountain bike race. It was like a 50 mile mountain bike race in Colorado. And it, and it started at like 10,000 feet of elevation and we Man. climbed and we climbed 10,000 feet. And I uh-huh. remember I had all I had to eat that week was like a few eggs <laughs> and some green beans <laughs> and some broccoli. And, uh, I lost like 10 pounds that week. Uh, I burned like in that day, I burned, I think like 9,000 calories. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was terrible. Like how I, long I, of a race is that? I mean, for some, it was only like three hours, but like for me, it took like eight because I, wow. my body was just like in such a shock. I started cramping at like 25 miles and I still had 25 left. And, uh, yeah, like it was, it was tough. Um, and then after, after like I, I, uh, after I lost the weight, I was able to maintain it really, you know, like it was, it was easy after that, um, because I, I had sacrificed so much, right. Like, so, Mm -hmm. um, it was easy for me to keep it off. I mean, I found a few pounds, uh, this last year, you know, just with, you know, just, I don't know, maybe, um, just having a little bit more fun, I would say Mm -hmm. than I have in the previous years, just because like, I, I know it's like my last year. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm still training. I'm still eating right. Like I have like a, like a, nutritionist like meal plan like meal prep stuff that i eat Mm -hmm. every week but uh but yeah i mean those i mean that like four or five months there was was very tough for me yeah it was tough i'm just trying to imagine an eight eight hour that's intense man yeah it was it was called uh the lead leadville it's like um it's over there by like um 
shoot, Vail, Vail, uh-huh. Colorado. Yeah, it's just up mountains, dude. It's crazy. That's bonkers. Do you still do you mountain bike on the side? Does that help you? Like if yeah. you doing that kind of stuff, it helps you on the track and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. We uh we do a lot of cycling, a lot of mountain biking, a lot of running mm. uh for for our sport. We also do like like uh, in the gym stuff as well. Not much heavyweights. Uh, yeah. Just depending on your like body type, I would assume, and like um. And just how well you 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 take like heavy weights because sometimes it can pump your forearms up and you don't mm. want that. Yeah. Definitely. Why? You don't want your forearms like um, to be pumped up because like whenever you get that pump, like I uh-huh. mean you're hanging on to handlebars, right? Uh-huh. And half the time when you you get forearm like that forearm pump, they, we call it arm pump. Mm. Your hands go numb and you can't hang on to the handlebars. You can't control anything. So your hands oh. fly off and you crash and yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Wow. But, um, but huh. yeah, so that's why we do, that's why we, like our sport, we do do a lot of cycling, a lot of running, mm. a lot of uh, cardio type mm. uh, stuff to really get the uh, the blood flowing really well. What's your mile time right now? Oh, my mile time's terrible. Like my <laughs> knees are jacked. Like, mm-hmm. like I've, I think the fastest mile that I've done was like a little under eight, but like that's a so little good. under eight minute mile. But right now, like I'm uh, like we're not like sprinting all of our stuff is like sort of like low to like a lower heart rate right we're mm-hmm. a lot of our base training like throughout the week it's anywhere from like 125 to 155 like around there um so like keeping our heart rates like pretty low um but uh but yeah like i enjoy more of the road bike and mountain biking on, on my side i like i like road biking a lot interesting what's your heart rate do you think on average during a race uh, during a race, I actually have it. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. I, I mean, I could. I don't know if you could see, but I could probably show you on here. That'd be cool. Um, shoot. I mean, but dude, we're. I mean, mine's probably one ninety in this situation. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm oh, clearing yeah. Well, every bit of one ninety. Every <laughs> bit of it. Um, it's crazy. Some people's. Some people's heart rate, dude. It is. I mean, it's out there. Uh huh. Like, and it's up like that the whole race. Like it's not going up and down. Like that's just where you're at. Yeah. Let me let me see if I have it right here. If I can pull it up. Yeah. Let's see. No, dude, you'll be mind blown whenever you see this. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Let's see, where is it at? Here's one. All right. So yeah, I mean this was this was like a practicing day. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. So like okay. this is a practice day. This is probably like two motos. And that's just like, practice. Yeah, it just it's just up there the whole time. 163 to and 180 is your yeah. man. And that's just a practice. So you're nearing that's 200 like in the race. Day. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably anywhere we like from start to finish, we're probably averaging yeah. like 180 and then max 190 to 195. Me being older, <sighs> I might be a little bit lower, but yeah. Man. It's crazy. And there's some dudes like with hummingbird hearts that have like <laughs> I mean, they have data that's like 225. Their, their heart rate gets up. Yeah. 225? Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies actually, um, he has like, he, I don't know, he had this like weird uh, condition. His name's Derek oh. Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually has had like two heart surgeries, but his heart rate would get like up to 225 mm-hmm. and like just stay there. And for the whole race. Yeah. But like even like during training and everything, like he just had a very, very high heart rate and didn't really know why. And they sort of figured out why. And then now he's got like a normal heart rate, but yeah, there for years, he didn't know what was going on and his heart rate was just spiked all the time. I couldn't imagine what 225 feels like. 
like eternally. That's got to be an insane feeling inside. Yeah, like I, really like, I mean, two twenty five. I mean, one ninety. Like when I'm running, like I did distance. I broke my foot in September, so oh, I've not okay. still been cleared to like get all the way back. Because like that's the thing when you're not a professional athlete, when you're just a uh, an average Joe, when you're mm-hmm. just a broadcaster, uh, sports broadcaster, uh, Alex. They're like, you're not getting the surgery. You're not doing the day after. Like, we're getting in there. We're making sure yeah. you're exactly what you were before your your injury. Yeah. It's more like, hey, it's going to be not the same. <laughs> like, we're going to work <laughs> on it. But yeah. you're not going to be the same at this point. You're 31. And uh, that's uh, just, it's a work in progress. So I, I still haven't been cleared to start running. So I'm a swimmer now. Like, really? I'm basically 75 years old. Like, I'm the only person under 75 in the pool doing laps on the weekend just uh, trying to get my heart rate up and do that because it just is not as bad on my foot. But yeah, man, like that, I'm not saying that's what you might be transitioning to post uh, Supercross, but hey, there, nah, there's nothing man, in swimming. Just, yeah, after, after racing, like I'll probably just either be mountain bike, road bike. Yeah. Maybe, like no running at all. No <laughs> running. It hurts so bad. So bad for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know. I can't swim that good either. I'm like a brick. I can't swim. So it'd just be golfing and, and just cycling. Okay. Uh, no hunting or fishing? um no i mean i'll do some i'll probably do some fishing but like mm. uh, i feel like there's not really that many good spots out here to be fishing will you ever go back to tennessee you think full-time or no mm. i don't know it, it would just depend on uh the career change you know what i mean mm. like uh after racing i don't it just it just depends have you thought about supercross broadcasting have you ever like just getting into that and just commentating on the games or being an analyst is that something that interests you at all I- yeah, I mean, it does. It does um, intrigue me. I don't really know if I'd be good at it. I mean, I, I do a podcast as well every mm. Monday. Um, but uh, it uh, it's definitely tough, man, because not only um, do you have to like come up with stuff on the fly and, you mm. know, and, and be thinking about it throughout, like I feel like on the TV broadcasting, there's always someone talking in your ear as well. Mm. while you're trying to talk. So I feel like I would just be like repeating what they say. And, and I'd just like mess it all up. If I had to like pull everybody else uh, right now on the tour, and I was like, hey, one word to describe Alex, what do you think they would say? What do you think they would most comment? Sketchy. Sketchy? Yes, because uh, I, I, I've been known to crash a lot. I've been mm-hmm. known to, to crash and, and send it and get out, of, get out of shape there a little bit. And I actually have like a, a little clothing brand, uh, you know, like, under, like on my website. It's like sketchy. So it's kind you of turned cool. into a whole marketing thing. Oh, like yeah, your style well, is now at, just at like part time. of your brand. Yeah, at first I was like, dude, like it, it, it was terrible, right? I, mm-hmm. It was like messing with my head and everything, you know. And then one day I was, I was just hanging out. And I'm like, you know what? Like I need to embrace this. And I'll just make money off of it. You know? mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what I did. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Um, so they're just looking around. Like when you're in the race, they're watching. They're like, "Where's Alex? Like uh, where? No. Like they're always looking over their shoulder." I wouldn't take it that far. Yeah, um, I wouldn't take it that far. But but yeah, sometimes, man, I, I'm. I might get out of hand because like, that's the thing. Um, you know, whenever I, you know, whenever I take my boots off at the end of the night, mm-hmm. um, I, I just want to be able to like sleep at night and know that I gave it, you know, my all, my 100%. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that might be a little too much, you know? Um, you know, so yeah, I, I would rather, I'd rather crash and know that I was giving it a hundred percent than ride like, you know, at 80% and know that I could have done more. So, um, can you yeah. even ride scared? Like, is that even possible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You can ride scared for sure. I mean, it, mm. like, I mean, the the way the the tracks have been built, the way they, they get chewed up, because uh, mm. we don't ride the same track every every week. We, uh, right. 
you know, they, they, it's constantly changing every lap with the way that the the bikes are are um, you know chewing the track up, the ruts, mm. all that. So the, yeah, the track gets sketchy. You know, like and one obstacle, you know, that you have to do every lap. It, it might get scare you. So um, and and then too, like whenever you're lined up with you know twenty one of the other best guys in the world on mm-hmm. the gate, and you're all like fighting for that one spot going into that first turn, like. I mean, only one person can have it, and there's not very much room for for error there. So yeah, that can get a little bit of uh, nerves going, I, I would say. And then like, that's the thing—you just got to keep your your nerves so calm because it's mm-hmm. it, it it can get away from you for sure. How do you even practice that first turn? Is it just one of those things, trial by error, and just you're thrown to the fire? Because it's like when you're practicing on your own, like how do you even practice or something mean, like that? Yeah, I mean, you you can't really like replicate it unless like racing, right? But, right. Uh, I mean, you can a little bit if you have some more people you're practicing with, like mm. you know, you line up with a couple buddies and then sort of like go into the corner. But it's still nothing like the race, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's definitely tough. Do you have a favorite type of clay? Like, is it Georgia red clay? Is it Tennessee clay? Like, do you have a mm. favorite type of uh, dirt for a track? I would say the dirt that we had this year in San Diego. I don't really, I don't know huh. how to describe it yeah but like um i don't know how to describe it but it's like it was it was soft it, it chewed up it got ruddy mm. um it was nice in some areas uh it, it was just a real nice racetrack um i really gelled with that dirt uh we have some really good uh dirt on the on the you know on the tour here but uh mm. man it's it's crazy uh there's definitely some some other dirt that isn't as good right like whenever we go to denver it's like riding on concrete <laughs> so uh so you're not a fan of that no i'm not, I'm definitely not a fan of like the more harder pass stuff i mm. like the i like the the grabbier stuff a little bit better do you think that's how most dry, uh racers look at it yeah i think so i mean some people um i would say like jason anderson i feel like he um uh, it, it suits his style a little bit more like a hard pack because he grew up mm. in new mexico and he, he's really fast out here at the at the practice tracks you know um uh, the practice tracks out here are pretty hard packed and you know the dirt isn't really as good out here, um, mm. but but that's that's the type of dirt he he shines on to where like someone like Cooper Webb, uh, he he shines more on like a like a a more difficult ruddier track, right? So. Mm. Huh. Um, as we wrap up here, if you had to like fix Tennessee Supercross, if you're if you're responsible, like you're the czar of Tennessee Super Supercross, how do you how do you fix it? How do you increase kids getting on dirt bikes? How do you increase just making it a bigger deal in Tennessee. Yeah. So funny story. My, uh, my dad actually has a, uh, like a little supercross, um, night series track, like at his house huh. or at, at, at our house in, in Tennessee, like, you know, the family home. And that's sort of what I grew up around, you know, like mm-hmm. some of the guys that I actually race with now, like, uh, like Josh Cartwright, um, mm-hmm. he, he's from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, originally, um, he, uh, he used to come race, you know, like at my house and like, mm-hmm. it, it was just something cool like that. Maybe, Maybe um, I would I would take that over and and uh, and maybe promote that a little bit more and get people more involved in the sport. Mm. Uh, I think I think that can do a lot of good. And then uh, and then yeah, just just promote uh, dirt bikes more in Tennessee. Like whether it be uh, you know getting together and, and maybe getting involved with with some of the like the Tennessee motocross stuff and uh, mm. and you know whether that be training kids and and, and really just spreading the word about about dirt bikes and how it's a family sport and uh and it's and it's something something fun man it's it, like like i said like whenever i was a kid 
my dad handed me a dirt bike and I, I was immediately addicted. Right. So it's mm. like, yeah, I feel like once we get the word out there and people actually um, experience it, then, then they're hooked. Who was your guy? Was it Carmichael? Uh, my guy was K-Dub, Kevin mm. Windham. Kevin Windham, man. He like his style, just like how, he, I mean, I tried to emulate it, but it just did mm. not work out. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was a fan of Ricky, uh, K Dub, James Stewart, mm. uh, uh, McGrath, even, you know, mm. even though he was a little bit before my time. But, uh, you know, I, my dad, he, uh, he always made it a point for me to be, uh, like, I guess, uh, educated on the, uh, history of the sport. So, mm. uh, I grew up watching like all of like the old films and everything of like the, the previous racers. Does he still like give you pointers and watch and be like, Hey, you could do this. You could do that. Do you, you're like dad, I'm a vet now. I'm like, I'm nearing 30 here. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's okay. They're like, we're yeah. always constantly learning. Uh, the mm. one thing that he, he knows that he can like critique me on his starts because that's the one huh. thing that he can relate to. Cause I mean the jumps and the whoops and everything, he never really did that stuff. Cause he never, he never raced supercross, hmm. but you know, he did race dirt bikes his whole life as well. So the starts were is the main thing I would say that that uh, that he can he can relate to and he can really like fine tune and help me out with. I like it. I like it. Um, are you a Vols guy at all or no? Um, if I did have a football team, it would be the Vols. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. Okay. Do you have time? Like, do you watch other sports or is it just all Supercross all the time? Actually, no. I take that back. Wait. Yeah falls um okay. i i watched i watched the super bowl for a little bit but that that's about it i mean we we have time yes but mm. like i mean sundays sundays pretty much are, are like our travel day right so like if yeah. we if we fly home early and we land and then back home like we'll we'll watch a little bit of football but it's nothing like yeah it's it's mainly just dirt bikes <laughs> i i like it i like it uh, well this has been great alex i greatly appreciate uh you making the time uh today to uh to talk some supercross and uh, let other folks kind of get peel behind the curtain of who alex ray is as a awesome. racer driver person and uh this is uh this has been great so i appreciate you making the time what what do you want to plug here the podcast uh you'll be back it looks like in indy or detroit um yeah. hopefully indy next week um, what, uh, can the good folks look out from you and, uh, the team over the next couple of weeks? Uh, dude, I'm just excited to go back to Lucas Oil stadium in Indy. Um, you know, I'm, it may be a rough start for me. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't even know yet. Cause I haven't been on the dirt bike, but hopefully here in the next couple of days, I'll be able to, um, but yeah, um, podcast wise swap moto live, uh, kickstart podcast every Monday. That's what we're doing. Um, it's awesome. AlexRay.co. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's like my website. You can go there. Um, we have merch and then, um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, anything to help spread the word for supercross, man. Supercross is, it's an amazing event. It's an amazing sport. Um, it's worldwide, you know, all these people, uh, we have racers from all over the world, right. Racing mm -hmm. these things. So, uh, it's at the top of the sport and these guys, you know, we we're out there, we're, we're putting our necks on the line to race in front of you guys. So it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate uh, all that uh, you and the good folks over there at Supercross do each and every week. It's a lot of fun, and I highly encourage everyone to go check it out. Uh, if you're in Indy next week, go see Alex Ray in person. It'd be great. Right. Uh, go do it. Yeah. And uh, thank you as always, and uh, hope uh, we can uh, circle back again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks, Alex. Yep. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.